Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. It's Sunday, September 11th, 2022. And today's show is chock full of great guests from coast to coast. Let's meet them, shall we? Two of them are here. I don't think I've experienced this as of, as of yet on a show in this format. Like when I'm in a, a theater doing a show, oftentimes one of the guests, like the very last time I did a live show, uh, John Hamm was having trouble finding parking. Uh, that sort of thing happens. But <laughs> for a Zoom call show, it's it's odd for anybody to be late. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens because everybody else, you know, we got schedules to to keep, and uh, and the show must go on, as we like to say in this business. So in the meantime, let's meet two of my guests today and hope the third arrives. And they are. Jeff Tate and Greg Matola. Hello, guys. Hey, Doug. Hello. <laughs> uh, let's meet you, uh, the two of you, individually and alphabetically by first name. That's right. Allison Rosen convinced me I should alphabetize my first name, so that's what I'm doing now. Uh, and it's a close one between these two G first names. Um but I'm pretty sure I'm good, still pretty good at alphabetizing. Uh, Jeff Tate, hello. 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 You're, you're back. I'm back. It's been a while, Doug. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just got to ask you, right, you know, right out of the gate, how excited are you for uh, Confess Fletch? I would say 10 out of 10. Like, I haven't been this excited for a movie since Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> well, that Bless is you, Jeff. Dang, that is uh, it's too late to probably put that on any of the adverts for the show. But holy cow, that, that is quite that is a real that is a real must see for you. So I guess Thursday night, 
you're going to be uh, queuing up. Yeah, as soon as soon as I can see it, I will. The yeah. moment I can see it, right? I know how that. I'm gonna have goes. a party. Yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna have to remind you on this one. I don't think though, because uh, I, I, you know, I know a lot of people who like to read, but I think you're the only one I know uh, that has read all of the Fletch books. And I'm so excited! I got my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put on my Magic Johnson jersey, and I'm gonna watch Fletch. <laughs> Well, you're okay. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the thing. Uh, Well, we'll get into it in a second because also joining us today. Wow, this is kind of a coincidence now that I look at it. Um, (laughs) It is, in fact, the uh, director and uh, a couple other hats on uh, the new, the latest Fletch movie called Confess Fletch. It's Greg Matola. Hello, Greg. Hey, Doug. This is a crazy <laughs> coincidence. Yeah, I just happened to realize that, you know, because I, I, I was dying to ask Jeff about uh, Confess Fletch because I've just been just knowing that it was about to come out. I knew Jeff would be very excited. And uh, and then to put this, uh, he's beside himself right now. You can't see him, but... Uh, <laughs> He really is. Uh, he really is happy to be here today. Uh, has already competed on Douglas movies against John Hamm, and I think yeah. bested him. Did you beat John Hamm? Uh, yeah, I believe so. At least yeah. maybe one time. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. You've gone, <laughs> you've gone head to head a few times, but uh, uh, I think John, like especially in the in the uh, Christmas shows where we have like 12 people and we eliminate people as we go. I think he's always happy to get eliminated quickly. Uh, <laughs> and then just, and then just either hang out or uh, speed off in a cool car. Um, so Greg, Jeff and I both probably, I, I mean, I'm assuming for Jeff, but I know that I've got some uh, questions for you about the movie. Jeff has not seen it yet. I got to see it the other night. Thanks to you. Thank you very much. Um, enjoyed it very much and without having I, I did read some of the books uh a long time ago uh you know probably spurred on by the chevy chase movie but even even then i noticed that obviously there's some some differences it's kind of like how jack reacher is like a foot and a half shorter in the movie than he is in the book <laughs> 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 And don't get Jeff started on Jack Reacher books, by the way, because he likes those as well. Um, But Greg, um, how did you decide, like, what was the process for determining what would be the next of all the Fletch titles? Like, how many titles are there and how did you choose Confess Fletch as the one? Are there 10, 9 or 10? John was the one who came to me. He... Amir Max approached him and said, would you ever be interested in, in in doing this franchise, playing this character? Unbeknownst to them, when John saw the movie back in 85, he went and tracked down the books. He claims he stole them from a Walden books. Um, I don't know what the statute of limitations <laughs> is on that. Uh, and he loved them. And he also saw that there was a difference between the tone of the books and some of the, you know, some of the DNA is baked into the movie, of course. But there, there were a lot of Chevy innovations in, in the film that were different from the books. And when they came to him, 
it had already been sort of a daydream in the back of his head. He loved to play this character. So then he came to me and he said he thought Confess Fletch would be the best choice. Now I must I must admit that I hadn't read the books. I knew they existed. I'd always heard great things about it, about them. And I thought I'll get to them someday. Um, because I love detective novels and I like funny ones, especially. And so I went off and read about five or six of them, and they are great. I I I love them very much. And I thought Confess Fletch made sense for a lot of reasons to be the next one, which it's the second book that Gregory McDonald wrote. And strangely, he already had Fletch being retired from being an investigative reporter by book two. Um, I thought, well, John's older than the characters in the books. This kind of makes sense that he's coming out of retirement to solve a few more mysteries. Uh, and and I also agreed with him that there was another way to go with, with the story and that this isn't, isn't just a cynical, lazy Hollywood IP. We can't think of anything new reboot. We're actually adapting a, a, a novel that no one has seen made into anything before. So... So it's like you didn't uh, it, you didn't take story elements from several of the books. It's really the story is all from that one book. Yeah, the story is all from that one novel. That's cool, and uh, of course leaves you open for. I would hope the, the the wish at this point, since this was a good experience, was to is to uh, make more of these. I I would love to. I had a great time doing this. You know, the sort of deal we had to make was work fast, uh, don't spend too much money, and we'll leave you alone. And that's what happened. And that was, uh, by and large, a a very good thing. Yeah, and it's it's a movie that obviously you had the the difficulties of doing it with the COVID restrictions, but... uh, you know, it doesn't really translate to the screen. You know, everybody, the, the, the cast is terrific. Like, you know, everybody's sort of a straight man to Chevy in the original Fletch. And in this movie, uh, you know, the other characters are sort of allowed to be funny in their own ways, you know, instead of just being uh, confused by what Fletch is doing. <laughs> you know, like everybody just had to act befuddled in that first movie, you know, and, uh, and you know, be like, oh, harumph, you know, like that guy just tricked me. Uh, <laughs> but um, just also just, uh, you know, in terms of the dialogue and the jokes, they just there's so many more, you know, jokes here. It's like, you know, he's it's it's snappier, uh, you know, but still. It, which is funny because Chevy Chase is, you know, that was kind of his thing with snappy comebacks, but uh, these seem to come at even more uh, rapid pace. Was this something where that everybody adhered closely to the script or did you do a lot of like screw around takes to just see what you could get? We, we actually didn't do that many improv takes, although a lot of, you know, I had, I did have a great cast and a lot of funny stuff happened in the moment. Like, you know, any, there's a, there's a line where Annie Mumolos plays this kind of batshit crazy next door neighbor, uh, says that she inherited her apartment. Um, she got her apartment in a divorce from her husband. And then she says, well, he wasn't really divorced. He died on the toilet, but no one wants to hear that. That was that was Annie's line and uh, really made me laugh. Um, and so, she you know, is when you so have... funny. She's so funny in that in that movie. Like she's always been good in, in things, but. Uh, it's just a next level character for her because we've all met those people that are just an absolute disaster that just do not stop to think about anything they're doing. They just do it. 
and uh, her scenes are so funny. She's well, yeah, she is amazing, and um, and she came with that energy. I I was glad there was a fire marshal that day because I was pretty sure she was going to burn down the apartment we were shooting in. Um, she she was completely in the scene, uh, and, but she's a lovely, hilarious, wonderful human. Yeah, she's great, and uh, lots of funny people in it. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. is really good in it, and uh, we got John Slattery, a little Mad Men reunion. Did you try to get any other Mad Men uh, involved? Is scheduling where it was an issue? I thought. Yeah, I think I thought one was enough. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's an amazing cast on that show, but 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 no, there's an amazing cast on that show. But but Slattery made a lot of sense, and and if we're lucky enough to make another, that's a character that would recur. And yeah, in no, he's super movies. fun. He's super fun in that role. He's he can be he's like the Q character that you maybe seen in only one or two scenes, but uh, you know, just reliable and. Uh, hilarious and they and they do have that kind of built-in rapport from having done uh mad men um jeff do you have any questions any uh having not seen the film yet but full of enthusiasm uh anything you want to know i i don't i actually want to know as little about it as possible (laughs) for for to see it like i'm so excited to see it Jeff, I'm just going to tell you who the killer is. <laughs> okay. <That> okay. Would... <laughs> I thought it was a fun twist the way you had the knives out guy run in and solve the crime at the end. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I the, know the, the southern guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ben uh, Ben Ben Noit. Ben Noit. I can't. I don't know. I forget how you say his name, but. Uh, um, Kind of an interesting little uh, renaissance here of comedy mystery between, uh, you know, Only Murders showing up on uh, streaming and then this film and see how they run and uh, yeah, and after Knives party. Out too. Yeah, yeah and after yeah, party yeah. was a big... Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the probably the reason that's a form people are enjoying right now is because it's the kind of story where... Uh, the bad people get caught in the end and things get solved because that never happens in the world anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. So no, it's kind of like, definitely... well, I'll watch this thing where the bad, the people do really bad things face some consequences because I, I don't see that on the news ever. Yeah. No, you get it nice. You get it wrapped up pretty tidy. Maybe worst case scenario, they'll pull a two-parter situation. Uh, you yeah. Have to wait, you have to wait one week to resolve this uh you know, rape case on SVU or something, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it really is, and and it's almost always satisfying the conclusions. And when it's not, it's like you know, uh, a call to arms of some kind. You know, like we should be paying more attention to uh, whatever whatever issue they're pushing in that episode. Um, how can people? What's the uh, release plan for Confess Fletch? It is in this brave new world of very few films being shown in movie theaters going to be a hybrid release where on Friday, 16th, it'll be in about 450 theaters um, with the least amount of advertising possible. Uh, And it'll also be on pay per view um, at home. And then a month or so from now, late October, it's going to be on Showtime. And, you know, I 
I think this kind of movie, which is a little more adult skewing um, than some other kinds of broader comedies and not a huge budget thing, doesn't, you know, it's hard to get that on a movie theater screen these days at all. Yeah. And it's also it's sort of that. Uh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say it's that sort of middle tier movie that Hollywood used to uh, make a lot of. And some of those, you know, we all love. And and so I hope people give it a chance because because it's really hard to get screens and and for them to spend a lot of money promoting something like that. Um, but I would just say to the people who assume that means it stinks, if it really <laughs> stunk, they just would have dumped it on like, you know, on Lifetime Channel or something. Oh no! If it really stung now, they just not—they just act like you never made it and just use it as a tax write-off. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's crazy how yeah. they're just like, oh, <laughs> like there isn't some money to be made out of this thing. You really can make more money by not showing this to anybody that wants to pay to see it. <laughs> it doesn't make That's any insane. sense. <laughs> That's insane. This will be on a double feature with Batgirl. Yeah, that would be amazing if if that could if that could happen because they really they, they could both feed off of each other and get people that wouldn't necessarily check out the other one to watch them both. Um, but that being said, uh, I think in all those, I, I think every step of the way, uh, you know, it'll be a treat for people. If you can't get out to the theaters where it's playing, you know, and you're anxious to see it, like our friend Jeff, you could just pay per view it, and uh, you know. If you can hang it, hang in there for a month or see it in the theater, then watch it again on Showtime. Cause I was like, I think I already said this once, but uh, the, the rapid fire, uh, like how quickly the dialogue moves and how often Fletch says things that are, are fast and, and the other characters don't even, you know, they don't even know what, what he just said. You know, they just, they're all wrapped up in their own drama. You know, it's, uh, it's just, it's super entertaining. Uh, no matter the format, but we do want to encourage people to see things in theaters because that's what it's that's what it's really all about. Yeah, we hope that experience doesn't go away or only go to gigantic things. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate that the, the these more spectacle movies are what's sort of saving saving it, you know. But people just needed that, you know, that that kick to get out the door and start, you know, going to theaters again. Yeah, sure. It had to be these big movies. But now, now the smaller ones, like everything everywhere all at once had a really nice run for what, you know, could have been a movie that got, uh, you know, lost in the shuffle. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, our movie is basically an, an indie film. It's, it's, this is what indie, indie films are taking over what Hollywood used to do. I mean, Miramax financed it. They're an independent company they have some kind of relationship with Paramount and, uh, and I'm glad Paramount decided to put it in theaters for even this limited way, because yeah, it's, it's some people get to see it on the screen. Yeah. And the LA area yeah. is playing it like every regal theater. So I, I don't know exactly how regal spreads out across the country, but I feel like a, a lot of the screens it's on are, are at regal cinemas. Uh, if that helps anybody. Um, our third guest that... today. <laughs> uh, our third guest today didn't uh, didn't make it for some reason, and uh, you know I'm sure I hope he, everything's fine. Probably you know at some sort of uh, vigil or memorial. 
that'd be a decent excuse. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the queen. Hey, I yeah, for her too. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's a heavy it's a heavy day. It's a heavy day for sure. Um, yes, it is. Uh, so, uh, of course, that's you know, if he needed a mental health day, and can couldn't uh, come play trivia against uh, a couple of ringers because I really did. Uh, I really did want to have a, a exciting competition today. Uh, so if he does show up, Ryan, Bruce Ryan will let us know, but it feels like, uh, feels like it might not be happening for whatever reason. Could have also been a miscommunication about, you know, dates and times and stuff. But uh, once again, Rory Albanese is not dead. He's just not here. <laughs> it's not Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, but this hasn't happened in I I'm trying to think of a time when I had two guests facing off against each other in uh, in all the games. And uh, I can't I can't think of a time that happened. I've had Jeff compete against audience members uh, at a show one time in uh, in Rosemont, Illinois. And that was super fun. We got to do that again sometime because it really was a good time. But uh, yeah, but before we <laughs> give Rory a couple more minutes, because, you know, he's only it's only been a half hour after when we were supposed to start <laughs> so, <laughs> to give him just a couple more minutes, because I'm excited to talk about this. I always ask my guests to recommend a movie on every episode lately. Uh, and I used to just say recommend any movie. But now lately I've been thinking of uh, asking a more specific, you know, narrowing it down for people. And in, in this case today, strangely, uh, it's, I, I was, you know, I was looking at the September 11 birthdays and one of them is uh, director Brian De Palma. Oh, uh, yeah. Which that's, that's, a, you know, you just, this is kind of like, seems like a cliche that a, a director of scary and horrifying movies would, uh, his birthday is 9-11. But anyway, uh, that being said, I want each of you to recommend or, you know, tell me what your favorite Brian De Palma movie is. Um, if, you, I, if you have one, I mean, do you have <laughs> one? Sure. But, yeah. Jeff, I'm, I'm, first. I'm, who wants to go first? Should I go first? Sure. Alphabetically, you should. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll go first. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. What I assume you think I'm gonna say, and that's the first Mission Impossible. You think this would have gotten easier with one less guest? Um, okay. So yeah. Uh, um, that's your answer. Mission Impossible. Interesting. Now you're just you're a big Mission Impossible uh, fan. Yes. You like the whole series. I like the whole series, but that first one is very, uh, it's it's very like true to what Mission Impossible the show was, right? Like I really like the, I really like that. Like I just, it I was. really like the first one a lot. All right. So then, uh, if I asked you what your favorite John Woo movie was, would you say Mission Impossible Two? No, I would say Face Off. <laughs> if I said, "What's your favorite J.J. <laughs> Abrams movie?" Would you say Mission Impossible Three? <laughs> I would say Super 8. If I said what's your favorite Brad Bird movie, would you say Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol? I, I actually might. 
I might say that one. If <laughs> I said what is your favorite oh guy who wrote Usual Suspects, what's his name? Christopher uh, McCory. What's your favorite Christopher McCory movie? Would it be Mission Impossible Rogue Nation? Nope, that one would be Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to Jack Reacher. <laughs> Oh my god, that was fun. All right, so <laughs> So Mission Impossible it is. What about you, Greg? What's your uh, you had an answer right away. What's your favorite Brian Palmer? I would say, I mean, is it really my favorite? I don't know, but I I remember it seeing a long time ago and really loving Sisters, one of his early films, which was Ooh. a super super creepy movie um with Margot Kidder. Um I'm looking at it. On, I'm cheating. I'm looking at IMDb because I can't remember who else was in it. Oh, Bernard Hughes. Um, yeah, it's like a super creepy psychological horror film. Kind of a step toward Carrie. Carrie might be my actual favorite, but you know, when you start to compare Carrie to to um, the Untouchables, Blowout, Fan of Paradise, it's a pretty amazing run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 80s, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dress to Kill, um, yeah. Dress to Kill is, might have been the first one I saw as a kid in a theater. I think I saw that as a teenager when it came out, and that freaked me out. Yeah, I mean, that's that movie is uh, it, it's rough by the, the standards of the time, people were kind of shocked by it, and it's still kind of uh, it's you know, kind of unpleasant, but also, um. I guess you got to give Michael Caine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess that's, a, you know, that's certainly become a thing over the course of horror movies is like, uh, you know, a man and, uh, you know, confused about his own sexuality, lashing out and murdering people. And uh, it's not been good. It hasn't been good PR is what I'm saying. It's, for, uh, I think it wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's I think, you know, some of these movies are just going to be problematic. Them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a little problematic. But uh, I do. I feel like that was De Palma's psycho. As uh-huh. as influenced as he was by Hitchcock, I feel like that was really his. His well, that's the thing is everybody made such a big deal out of him stealing from Hitchcock, and you know him just being a rip off of Hitchcock. And it's just like yeah, but the way Hitchcock made movies was fun to watch. So it's it's like getting more Hitchcock. I know. You know Who would have a problem with that? You know, like and, and crazier Hitchcock because he it was more violent and more you know yeah. sexual and yeah. and you know it was uh, you know he definitely took it up uh, several notches and then when he did like you said the Untouchables is really good and that you can't steal from Hitchcock in Untouchables because Hitchcock didn't do gangster stories and uh, and that exactly. movie's really really good and really cool he just had to steal from uh, you know. Battleship Potemkin. Battleship Potemkin, yeah. <laughs> He's like, what 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 Soviet silent movie should I steal from? Um, but yeah, so uh happy birthday, Brian De Palma. Um I'll go with Carrie because I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, you know, since Rory's not here, I'm gonna uh weigh in with one and I'm gonna say, oh, gosh, did I say untouchables? Because I untouchables I can just watch like on a loop because it's just the style of it is every scene is interesting. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. I've got, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go untouchables. Wow. Uh, yeah. 
if for no other reason, then be sure to watch for the scene where uh, Sean Connery has a blue shirt on that's a button up and the button's open in on one of his lines and it's closed on his next line. It's open again. (laughs) It's really, it's really amazing uh, shirt that he's wearing. (laughs) It's like, it's like the Rorschach mask of shirts. It just uh, does what it wants and uh, moves around all the time. Um, We got to take a commercial break, but it'll be a quick one. We'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. We are back with two gentlemen who have met today for the first time, but they hit it off because they have Fletch in common. Uh, not to mention, you know, I don't want to uh, sell you short, Greg. You've directed a lot of stuff that I've enjoyed over the years. Oh, and yeah, I've seen, I've seen Paul 15 times. How oh, do you thanks, keep man. track? How do you know it's 15 exactly? Um, I, I ballparked it. (laughs) (laughs) Scratches it into a cell wall. I, yeah, it's a lie. (laughs) So it's so fun. It's so much fun. Thanks, man. I feel like that movie got kind of released and dumped and, and it didn't. Yeah. There's, I feel like I wish more people had heard about it. Thanks to you, Jeff. You're picking up the slack. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> My pleasure. There's so many great people in that movie that anybody that's a you know a, if you're a Kristen Wiig or Bill Hader or Seth Rogen, you know if you're a completist, Simon and Nick, of course, like you, uh, you you, you got to get around to it. You got to see it because it's uh, it's super fun. Um, I saw it at South by Southwest, I think. Oh yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Um, so anyway, this game we're going to play is a game we play regularly on the show. It's called ABCD's Nuts, and it's a spelling game and, uh, sort of, uh, Jeff, Jeff knows how this works. Uh, basically I'll tell you a letter and then you just have to name any movie that begins with that letter. And in honor of you being here today, Greg, we're going, uh, to spell the word super bad. So that means uh, Jeff will go first. He'll get the letter S. Uh, he says any movie begins with S, uh, uh, which, you know, surpri- it's surprisingly difficult sometimes to come up with off the top of your head. But if he says any movie begins with S, he stays in the game. Then it's your turn. Next letter in super bad is you. So you'd say any movie begins with you. And there is a theme that will develop that might help you or make it harder. It works different ways for different brains. But the idea is that uh, you can maybe figure out what title I've already written down by the fact that uh, it applies to a certain theme. And if you match on any of these letters, if you match what I've written down, uh, then you uh, win the game. But also, winning doesn't matter. Just have fun. (laughs) 
Uh, I, I I have a total tendency to freeze during these things, so uh, I, yeah, you can just blame. This will be an easy Zoom. walk for you, Jeff. Just blame <laughs> Zoom. All right, uh, <laughs> Jeff. The first letter, of course, in Superbad is S, and you, you can't possibly know what the theme is at this point. It'd be a real wild guess. So just give me a movie that begins with S. All right, I'm going to go back to the De Palma question and say Snake Eyes. Oh, that's nice. Funny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't pick Snake Eyes. I picked Super Babies, <laughs> Baby Geniuses Two. <laughs> I mean, that's a fantastic title right there. Uh, but maybe I don't know if that's why I picked it. Uh, okay. So the next letter, uh, Greg, is U. Arguably one of the tougher letters in the alphabet because there's not a lot of movies that begin with the letter U. But uh, just do you, can I'm, you think of any? Yeah, Uncle Buck. Oh, that's, yay! That's a great one. That's a great one. I was just thinking. I I didn't even get to word, words that sound like uh at the beginning. I was just really fixated on U. So I was just sitting here going, uh, "There's Yuli's Gold." There's uh, U U turn. That was, nice. that was all I had. That's all I had. U five seven one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, U five seven one. That's an old joke that uh, that's gone back and forth between me and Nick Schwartz. And every pretty much every time I see him, he says, "Do you want to see U five seven one?" And I go, "U five seven one." <laughs> okay um uh, i wrote down universal soldier the return oh, oh you might be nice. might be smelling you might be smelling kind of a theme with those two titles i don't <laughs> know uh, the next letter is p and of course that would have gone to rory to, to add to the kind of randomality of this game but it sends right back to you jeff uh the letter p i'm gonna say prizzy's honor <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I didn't write that down. I wrote down <laughs> a, a motion picture from 2002 called Pinocchio, <laughs> starring Roberto Benini as was he Pinocchio or was he Geppetto or was he, he probably played both? But hmm. he must have been Pinocchio. Yeah, maybe I guess he, was he was both. Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, this new Pinocchio. What, I think Dan thoughts? Daniel Day Daniel Day Lewis was uh, Geppetto. Oh, okay. And no, he, guy, just, he just gets <laughs> lost in the character. You'll never know. Yeah. It, it would be so funny if Daniel Day Lewis was such a great character actor that there were films he's in we didn't even know that that was him. <laughs> uh, I, just, he might have been in there. Super Babies, right? He might have been. I mean, he played Johnny, one of the babies. That was yeah. Johnny Depp's thing for a while: is to <laughs> act in movies where he had so much makeup on that he wanted he didn't want people, you know, he wanted people to be fooled that it wasn't him. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, the next letter, Jeff, is E. Or I mean, sorry, Greg. E for Greg. It's your turn, Greg. In the letters, I'm just going. I'm going full lazy here and saying E.T. <laughs> e. 
it's but you know, lazy. it's a, it's, it's it's a uh, big. Last night was a big Spielberg night. If you were following Toronto Film Festival, um, I you know I love Spielberg, and you know two or three of his movies I think are the you know greatest movies ever made. Yeah, but people are going crazy over this the trailer for his new one, The Fablemans. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm sure this observation will be made repeatedly, but uh, that it's about. You know, the movie's about a family where there's filmmakers calling them the Fablemans. And like, it's fictional. It's not like a real family it was called the Fablemans and they became directors. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, uh, that's what I, uh, I already tweeted today that I, you know, I guess at least they didn't call it the Storytellermans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the letter is E. <laughs> and, uh, you said uh, E.T. And uh, sometimes I'll write down two times just to give you an extra shot. But I, you know, I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to put any extra pressure on you. But I wrote down, there was a, a caveman movie called E.G.A. Uh, E-E-G-A-H. Uh, that apparently was uh, quite a quite a movie. I, I feel like checking it out now. In a movie I never want to see again as long as I live called Exit to Eden. <laughs> Right, the you know the Dan Aykroyd, Rosie O'Donnell, the uh, you know dominatrix comedy. Oh my god, <laughs> I forgot that existed. Yeah, the sex the sex island comedy with Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell. I think I think I did a, a Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind treatment to unremember that movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now yeah. you've now you've undone that, Doug. I apologize for that. Uh, you should get like a, you know, uh, hypnosis and, uh, you know, ask him just all I want is just to forget exit to Eden. And I, 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 would, I would do that. I would do that for <laughs> the rock just so I could see the rock again. Oh, that's a smart idea. Get your memory erased of a movie you enjoy. Yeah. And then get to experience it all over again. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Because now I don't think the Exorcist or Jaws is particularly scary now, but boy, that first time of, of each was quite a ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, R is the next letter, Jeff. Okay, I'm going to say... <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. Why do I think of this one? It's called Return to Paradise? <laughs> that, that movie where Vince Vaughn has to go to prison in Thailand or something? <laughs> you know he's trying to get his his girlfriend gets gets uh locked up for drug possession uh and it's uh claire danes oh and yeah she's yeah. in she's in there with somebody else famous and uh and vince vaughn's trying to get her out yeah <laughs> it's something it's terrible it's, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a cautionary tale to be sure <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it would be funnier if that if real shit like that wasn't happening all the time, you know, if people are uh, detained for that kind of stuff. Um, but interestingly enough, though, I did go with a uh, a, a drug reference. Uh, I picked Reefer Madness. Oh, yeah. All right, so we've got Super Babies, Baby Geniuses, Two, Universal Soldier: The Return, Pinocchio, Ega, Exodine, Reefer Madness. Next letter is B. What do you think? I'm going to go with Big Daddy. Oh, 
I love a movie with lawyer and courtroom stuff where they've obviously did zero research about what happens <laughs> in a courtroom. <laughs> like the whole end is just like, but I like the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Kramer versus Kramer, but they're just they made it up on the spot. Yeah, they yeah. just said set up cameras and we're just gonna go. <laughs> they never even met a lawyer. A lawyer never walked by. Nobody. I have to say, Greg. my favorite performance of the last few years was Sandler in Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. I think he was so fucking amazing in that movie that he did kind of deserve every prize. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. strangely uh, not that similar to Big Daddy. <laughs> very different tone. Very, very different tone. I think the, the ending is similar. It's so. fu- it's funnier than Big Daddy. Have you seen... Uh, <laughs> well, there is the... <laughs> what's the Sandler basketball movie called? Hustler? Hustle, I haven't yeah. watched it yet, but... Uh, Hustle? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I really like it. I heard it's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's really good now, too. I, I you know... I. He's very talented. Um, okay. Uh, a is the, oh oh wait I got to tell you what my B was and it's gonna hurt your feelings a little bit uh, because for B I went with Baby Geniuses the original. <laughs> I'm not uh, entirely seeing the through line of your choices though. <laughs> I'm, 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 maybe it's better if I don't. Uh, 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 the next letter is A, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm in Costello meet Frankenstein. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's yeah, so the, many the, the people they, is, could, they meet. The theme is cumbersome titles. No, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> What's the most obscure creature or thing they met? What, wasn't there? Oh, I think there was one where they met uh, some sort of cowboy. Wasn't there one where they meet like Jesse James? Yeah, I think, like like yeah. there's one where it's not even a monster; it's just a cowboy. Um, <laughs> they meet. They meet Eisenhower. <laughs> I yeah, love. They really I have me Frankenstein. <laughs> They could have had a really good time with the people they met. They really should have uh, explored more options instead of just uh, universal monsters. Um, okay, so uh, the next uh, title is uh, A. What? What? Oh, Abbott Costello is what you said. It would be funny if you just had got the wrong Abbott Costello movie. But <laughs> I put uh, Alone in the Dark, starring Christian Slater and Stephen Dorff. Oh, wow. Directed by Uwe Boll, that director that uh, when people criticize his movies, he he uh, challenges them to a boxing match. <laughs> right. Really? Yeah. He's interesting if you want to look into him. <laughs> I've read I've read about that. That's probably his biggest movie, Alone in the Dark, because it had real stars in it. Like, a lot of his movies are more like, you know, they, they didn't get real actors, you know, but this one's got Slater and Dorf and uh, as an actress in it, too. I forget which one. Uh, okay, uh, the last letter is D. I've written down two titles to really bring this home for a chance at the win. Uh, what do you think for the letter D? This is my turn? Yes, sir. 
I'm going to uh, say a movie that uh, very self-servingly I worked on, a George Romero film called Day of the Dead. And you think it would be on this list? Because the theme is movies <laughs> that are super bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that. I guess that, it's starting to come together. It's right, right, right. Right under yeah. my nose. Now it's crystallizing. And the two yeah. D's I wrote down were disaster movie and Death Wish Two. Death, <laughs> Death Wish Two. But all the movies, all the movies I mentioned are like frequent visitors on on lists of the worst movies ever made. I don't necessarily agree with. Like, I think a lot of them are pretty like they're they're watchable bad. I, what I don't like is a movie that's just that's just you want to look away and and it, like I spit on your grave that sort of thing. Um, those to me are the worst, the absolute worst movies. The ones that make you laugh because they're so bad. Well, that's not so bad. That's no, you're getting laughs. That's, you know, you, yeah, you're, you're entertaining yeah. people. You know, I was always a mystery science theater two thousand fan. I, yeah. I, yeah. I love I love you know that was a tradition with high school friends to sit and put in a, the v, the VHS some terrible and the VCR some terrible terrible movie we'd make fun of while we got high. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody won that game, and oftentimes nobody does. So we're going to go <laughs> into the next game with a, a clean slate. We'll uh, we'll let uh, our you know first time guest. Uh, Greg Matola will get to go first in our second and final game that we'll play right after this break. We'll be right back. We're back, and no one gets to go first in this next game because no one won the first game. Actually, Greg, <laughs> Greg, you'll go first. <laughs> you didn't ask me what I did on Day of the Dead. I was, I'm disappointed. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, and uh, follow up, but it was such an exciting conclusion to that game. I know, I know. Um, I was... That I got, I got wrapped up in the drama. Did, what did you do on Day of the Dead? I was a Carnegie Mellon art student when they were making that film, and one, I took a film class with this guy Tony Buba. His brother Pasquale Buba edited all of uh, Romero's <laughs> films, and my teacher Tony played the biker who gets his arm ripped off at the uh, cardio heart machine in Dawn of the Dead. And if you remember that scene. Um, uh -huh. And he got me a two-week job as an unpaid uh, production department, art department PA. I was making zombie vomit, and and if you remember the movie, there's a nightmare where all these hands come flying through a wall, through a cinder block wall. Yeah. Does anyone remember the movie? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I helped. I did R and D with the art department on making that wall. So that's that was the first time I was ever on a movie set, and it was actually a super cool one. To be on. I think the hands through the wall. Uh, I think that's in the trailer for that movie. Yeah, yeah, that I was. Think. I can really picture it. Um, classic uh, in in camera, you know, special yeah. effect. I mean that those movies. Uh, uh, you know, Dawn of the Dead is my favorite zombie movie. Period. Like I just, I love that yeah. movie. It just did really. It really hits the spot with just you know over the top violence and then also you know uh, pretty pretty good message about consumerism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when that movie came out, Roger Ebert said, "If you're seeing this movie in a packed theater, uh, here's what you do: the scene where all, all the zombies are smashing the glass at the department store, just yell out, nobody wants to miss a sale at Pennies.'" <laughs> <laughs> 
And <laughs> I got to tell you, it really does work. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love that Roger Ebert is giving people tips on how to get a laugh, but you know, yelling something yeah. in a movie. <laughs> yeah, how to, how to jeer in a movie theater. Um, but you know, you got you, that was back when Mystery Science Theater didn't exist, so people just had to go rogue and you know yell something out. Yeah, uh, my, some of the my biggest... neighbor, your neighbor, say my neighbor. That way, he was very proud. He we when we went to Empire Strikes Back, he yelled out, "He's his, he's his dad!" Right before Darth Vader says, "I'm your father," and uh, at Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he when <laughs> Indy faces off with the guy with the scimitar. He yelled, just shoot him before he shoots him. He's just going around ruining jokes and surprises. <laughs> Such an idiot. That's what I did Spirit, when I saw does that? the third Indiana Jones movie. I was like, that's his father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is pretty evident immediately. In fact, you know, that's how they sold the film. It's going to be his father. It wasn't a surprise. Um, okay, <laughs> so uh, we're going to play a game uh, where we'll just have Greg go first, um, and it's called, and it's a game really built for, for three players, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. So here's how it normally works. Normally, uh, uh, I would say a, a fun fact, uh, or, you know, a fact, and then uh, you have to guess if it applies to one person or another person or neither, and I'll tell you who those people are in a second, but uh, normally if the first two people miss uh, on that question, the third person gets the gimme point uh, because, you know, there's there's three options and the third one would be available to them. So what we're going to do now, since there's only two players, is, uh, it, you know, if the second person misses it, then it, the gimme point goes back to the first person. Uh, so you can get points that way just for fun the game today is called russell tussle i'll give you a fact you tell me if it applies to kurt russell carrie russell or neither <laughs> they're going to start easy and get what i hope to be very difficult greg are you ready I'm ready. Carrie Russell of, of Felicity fame. I mean, if, they, if you want to give that away to your opponent, then that's your business. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kurt, yeah that's Kurt, Kurt Russell from Sky High. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stop, stop guessing what the questions might be. Quit it. You're ruining my game. All right. Great. Uh, Here's the first one. Like I said, they start really easy. Uh, Kurt Russell, Carrie Russell, or neither. Starred in two films as Snake Plissken. That would be Kurt Russell. All right. Greg's on the board with one point. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Played the title character in Waitress. Carrie, Kurt, or neither? Uh, Carrie Russell. You are also on the board with one point. Yes. <laughs> Greg, are related to each other, Kurt, Carrie, or neither? I'm going to say neither. 
I think that's really the only option there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of, it felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them is related, but the other one isn't. Um, okay. Uh, Jeff, uh, is it back to you, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two-time nominee for Razzie Awards, Kurt or Carrie or neither? Oh, boy. I'm going to say neither. That, my friend, is incorrect. Wow. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. <laughs> All right, so that leaves you with two options. Uh, what do you think? Is it uh, two-time nominee for Razzie Awards? Is it Kurt or Carrie? I'm gonna say Kurt. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, you did it. <laughs> Figured that one out. Greg's got three. Jeff has one. Still anybody's game. I've got seventy more. Fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. It's uh it's Jeff's turn again, right? Yeah, Jeff. Uh born in Springfield, Massachusetts. Kurt Carrie or neither. Carrie. You say Carrie? I say Carrie. That is incorrect. <laughs> I'm coming apart. <laughs> For the remaining two answers, Greg, the point will bounce back to Jeff if you don't get this. Is it Kurt or neither? I'm going to say Kurt. You're going, Kurt. That is correct. <laughs> Jeff, you're running out of chances. This train's running away, Jeff. It's back to you. All right. Greg has four. You have one. Okay. Kurt Carrier, neither. Middle name is Vogel. V O G E L, Vogel. Uh, I'm going to say Kurt. That is correct. Yeah. Yes. You're doing it. But Greg, <laughs> Greg can get up to, to five points right now if he gets this one right. Has been married twice. Kurt, Carrie, or neither? I'm going to say Carrie. That is incorrect. Damn. Jeff, is it Kurt or is it neither? Been married twice. I'm going to say neither. Dude, that is correct. Yes. Quite the trick question because we know, of course, that Kurt's been with Goldie Hawn for a long time, but they never married. They're still just domestic partners. and uh, But he was married to Susan Hubley uh, for a while before Goldie. And then uh, uh, on the, in the case of the other one, um, yeah. Uh, Is she married to Matthew Reese? She's been married to the guy that she co-starred. Yeah, Matthew Reese. Yeah. She's, she's, that's her only husband uh, ever. And they're still together. They've got two kids, I think. Okay. Um, did I give Jeff a point for that? 
yes. So it's we've got uh, it's four to two at this point, or it's four to three. I think it's four I've to asked, three. I've asked seven questions. Oh, this is so exciting! But Greg gets to go first on this one. All right, Greg has brown eyes. Kurt Carrier neither. Hmm. This is a bit embarrassing because my wife and I have been watching every episode of The Americans with my son for the last couple of weeks. Mm. I should have been observant of her eyes. I'm going to say neither. That is correct. They both have blue eyes. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't, I couldn't tell you people's eye colors unless it's like, you know, really obvious, you know, like, like Jenny Brown eyes. They do that zoom in on the eyeballs in uh, Tombstone. So I knew Kurt Russell did. Oh, okay. Um, I should have mentioned just because it's kind of interesting that, uh, um, that the two Razzies that Kurt got, uh, nominated for he didn't win either one he only got nominated but he was up for worst couple with kevin costner in 2000 miles to graceland and he was... <laughs> <laughs> that movie was so bad yeah it didn't turn out good and then he was also up for a worst actress in tango and cash because wow. because he has a like a scene where he puts on a wig and a dress i guess um okay <laughs> Greg has five. Greg has five. Jeff has three. Uh, you really, it's uh, it's no longer anybody's game, but we're going to continue anyway. Uh, Jeff uh, co-wrote one movie that they also appeared in. Kurt or Carrie or neither. Oh, I co-wrote, know this one. Co-wrote one of their own movies. What is it, Jeff? It's Escape from L.A. It's Kurt Russell. That is correct. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you almost got there, Jeff. You just you just <laughs> one one away. Uh, that was the last question. I had a tiebreaker ready to go, but uh, Greg walked away with this thing. And uh, congratulations, Greg. Thank you. I mean, there's, there's you got to be proud of the fact that you still managed to win when you know one of the other competitors didn't even show up. That's how scared he was of Jeff. Is that uh, <laughs> that he did not even enter the re- arena, and um, you know, of course, if anything bad has happened to Roy, this entire episode will be scrapped. Because um, <laughs> that would just be awful. Yeah, you can't edit that out. <laughs> um, Greg, uh, you know, I, I'd offer you the opportunity to be on uh, Doug Loves Movies next. Saturday, we're doing a live audience show here in Los Angeles at Dynasty Typewriter. And uh, but I know that you're on the East Coast. And so what I pledge to you to do, because next weekend is, you know, it's never too late uh, that first weekend to be talking about Confess Fletch. So I'll get somebody from the cast. I'll try to get somebody from the cast. They know they're all busy people. I'll try to get somebody else in the movie. That would be uh, awesome. to join us next Saturday. They'll be like pinch hitting for you since you since you won today. Um, but if they lose, you lose. So, you know, hopefully I'll pick somebody. Yeah. That's good. 
And uh, but anything else you'd like to promote or do you want to just remind people? Why does it say uh, I saw uh, a, a print ad for the movie that said, join the conversation? What, what's the conversation? Uh, what are they driving at there? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Did you see that the night of the premiere, the way it said on the street, join the conversation? Yeah. When the movie was over, I, I was like, what's the conversation? We all know the answer to the mystery. So there's not really like, it's not I a know. whodunit question at that point. Yeah, I yeah, I I don't know what that's about. <laughs> um I, yeah, I just uh I'll just say the again the movie opens next Friday the 16th. When does this air? Does this air uh, sometime it, in 2023? It's coming out. Yeah, we're going to what we do is these are all finely aged. We we put them in a uh, cellar for a while. Uh this one will be out tonight, like uh, late tonight. Oh great. So yeah, yeah. so it's, if 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 you're moved to go see in a theater, um, I just say uh, it's an accessible, funny, I'd like to think smart movie that's that captures the spirit of the novels and isn't, you know, a cynical reboot of something we've all seen a hundred times, which we love, but it has already been done. So we did, yeah. did our and own thing. And it takes place now. Yeah. And poke yeah. some fun at, you know, influencers and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a terrific update. Congratulations and uh, thank you, Doug. Everybody, go see it. Uh, Jeff, what do you got to plug? Uh, well, I will be back in Cincinnati this weekend, so come to the movies on Friday and see watch Fletch with me. Oh my God, you should have a little uh, you know watch party. Yeah, yeah, hit uh, me up on Instagram and we'll plan it out if you want if you want to come see it. I'm yeah. I'm, de- I'm dead fucking serious. Yeah, get a group together and go see it. That's fun. Yeah. Jeff, I'm going to Jeff, I'm going to write you on social media so because I want to hear what you think. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my god. Unless you unless you fucking hate it, then just we can skip all that. Man, Keep there's not a chance you hate I'm going to hate it. Yeah. If you think it's a big steamy pile, just shut up. I'm so excited. I I honestly can't wait. I've been so excited for this for a couple of years now. I it's I like, hope you like it. I hope you like it. I know it. Jeff pretty well and it's uh, it's it's what he likes. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, he can, wish, I can't wait. He wishes there were smart Alex in every conversation in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I don't want to have to do it. I just want to see it. <laughs> 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 that's another that's a great slogan uh, i uh would like to for my plugs i'd like to say listen to wide world of dugs uh if you haven't yet i would love to have both of my guests today oh you know rory's not here anymore so i would not love to have him on but greg i'd love to have you on sometime and uh follow douglas movies on twitter and douglasmovies.com is where all my uh, dates and deeds and stuff are um i always end each episode thank you uh greg matola and jeff tate um i always end each episode with a, a line a closing line from a movie which is oftentimes not that spectacular because a lot of movies just sort of end on whatever but today i just wrote down to just ask you greg do you remember because also some filmmakers don't you know they don't you know, sit around memorizing the how their movies end. But do you know the last line of Superbad? Hmm. Uh, it's probably something Michael Sarah mumbles. 
<laughs> I can't remember what that something might be. I think, like, it's, I think it's like Jonah and Michael saying goodbye to each other awkwardly. I feel like those are the last lines, and they're just yeah, they're just thumpering. All right, some classic, some classic thumpering. Okay, so I'll just uh, I'll just make something. I'll just come up with something that I think uh, sounds right. And uh, thanks again for being here. And uh, as always. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room.